Okay, boys, are you ready? Yes. All right. Bedtime Story Adventure 2018 Chapter 11 When James got to school on Wednesday morning, he was feeling much better. Apart from a slight stiffness in his right hand and a bit of a sore neck and a scab on his finger, there was no other evidence of his near-death experience. He met Jenny in the playground and she immediately began filling him in on Elf's story. She hadn't got far when Wilf ran over from a game of mini football near the hall. Hi, he said. I saw another S mark and it wasn't on an electrical bin. It was on this big security fence in town. I think it's an electrical substation, or that's what my dad said. He turned to James. How's the snake bite? Much better, James said. And we found out who was in the car. The voice belonged to a wolf called Geror Ulf and... A wolf called Grauf? Hugo boomed. That's worse than rats. James had had enough of Hugo's interfering. It's nothing to do with you, he said angrily. Get lost, will you? Oh, I was just... Hugo backtracked. Sticking your nose in where it's not welcome, James cut him off. Hugo looked hurt and started to walk away. Hang on, Hugo, Jenny said. It's just a misunderstanding. No, it's not, James said. Let him go. He turned back to Wilf to keep talking. Jenny pulled him round to face her. She looked furious, like she might hit him. Out of the corner of his eye, James could see Wilf backing away toward the football. You can't just be mean to people if they don't do what you want. Hugo hasn't been horrible. He's just a bit loud, but he likes you and wants to be friends. A bit loud, James said. Come off it. He's... I haven't finished yet, Jenny said. You've done plenty of stupid things before, dangerous things, things I didn't agree with, but I've helped you anyway because you're my friend. Being rude to Hugo isn't going to help us. We've got another week with him. It would be better for us all to be getting along. The best thing you can do is go and say sorry and try and make up. James wanted to tell her she was wrong, that Hugo would be annoying regardless of what he did, but she didn't look like she was in the mood to listen. He shook his head. The last thing he wanted to do was talk more to Hugo. He opened his mouth to say something, looked at Jenny again, and decided it wasn't worth it, then trudged after the annoying voice. Hey, Hugo, he called out. Sorry about that, I just snapped. Oh, Hugo said. James waited, but Hugo didn't say anything else. The bell went, and they lined up in awkward silence. When they got to the Year 6 quiet area, nobody spoke. James sat down at the middle table, and Hugo went to the computer. Jenny still looked cross with him. Perhaps this was actually worse than Hugo's annoying voice. Hugo, James, we need to have a meeting. Jenny broke the silence, pulled a chair out opposite James for Hugo, and then sat between them. Now, we're going to be together for the next week, so I think we need to get some things straight. You mean about using the computer? Hugo's voice boomed across the table. No, Jenny said. We all need to get along. James and I have some non-school stuff to talk about, and I don't think it's fair that you're being excluded. The best thing that we can all do is talk about it together. Wait, James said, working out what Jenny meant. You don't mean telling him about... Yes, I do, Jenny said firmly. It's silly to keep secrets from friends. And Hugo's our friend, right, Hugo? Well, 
Mummy said secrets were bad, but I don't think James wants any of this. Yes, he does, Jenny said, looking right into James's eyes. Don't you? This was awful. If he agreed with Jenny, they'd have to tell Hugo everything and effectively make him part of the Green Hands gang. What if he told his parents? James was sure Jenny was wrong about this. But if he disagreed with Jenny, he'd never find out what happened to Elf and what the wolf and the rats were up to, and then he'd never get the servo or the key back. All right, okay, yes, you're right, James said finally, but Hugo, you must try and keep quiet about all of this. I mean, really, really quiet? All of what? Hugo said. What's going on with the rats and this wolf called Grouf? Is this the latest Pixar animation? I did enjoy that one about the unfortunate American family. No, this isn't a story, Jenny said. It's happening in Brighton right now. Jenny quickly told Hugo about the rats and the wolf and their old friend Elf. To James's relief, she didn't go into detail about the snake bite, just said that James was unlucky and was now better. And Grouf, a wolf, you say, has got part of your project and is after your old French friend? James winced at Hugo's voice echoing round the room. Indoor voice, Hugo, and it's Garor Ulf, Jenny said. When we're talking about this, it might be best to whisper. Mummy says whispering's rude, Hugo said flatly. It's not rude if it's gang business, Jenny said. It's important. And I like Grouth better, James said, smiling at Hugo. Makes him sound less like a deadly wolf and a bit more like a muppet. Now Hugo was up to speed, Jenny could speak freely about Elf's story. She kept it quick and explained about the wooden box. What's in the box, James said. She doesn't know. It won't open. Then why does Grouth want it? Hugo whispered loudly. He must know what it is. He was interested in the key. James said. Called it one of the bones of Kerberos, whatever that means. I've arranged to meet Elf again tonight, Jenny said. She wanted to meet at the Bird Booth Museum. I really have to go to dance practice, though. If I miss another one, they might not let me perform. Why at the museum? James asked. It must be safe. But I don't really know. We ran out of time on the bus. 4.30 at the museum was the last thing she said. OK, James said. I'll meet her. Then either come into town after to meet you, or you can meet at mine. I can go too. I like the Bird Booth Museum, Hugo said. Then he whispered, I mean, I'll come too, to keep an eye out. James kept his groan inside. He knew this was going to happen. He shouldn't have apologised earlier. But at least they'd got to talk about things in the open. They kept talking over lunch, Hugo mostly remembering to use his ridiculously loud whisper. They sat together on a table, and while they ate, a stream of children wandered nonchalantly over and gave them useful pieces of information. Aby, year six, saw a rat dragging a power cable near Preston Circus. Frank, year three, saw an S scratched into a substation near his aunt's house in Hanover. Max, year six, saw two seagulls fighting over a sandwich, but it was a cheese sandwich. Arlo, year one, also saw the S in Hanover at the aunt's house. Elsie, year three, saw a really nice little dog on its own near a church. Millie and Joanne, multiple years, saw two S's on a gate near the pier. Roscoe, year three, 
found a dead rat in his backyard. Elsie, year six, saw an S at the Seven Dials near the laundrette. Fred, year six, pointed out that the nice dog near the church was being untied by a cat. Laurie, year three, said that he'd seen cormorants. Wait, James said. Cormorants? Where? Down at the West Pier, he said. I didn't see them, but my dad keeps swimming around the pier and says they're there. But it's December, Hugo blurted. Is he mad? Says it's good fun, if you ignore the freezing water, that is. Thanks, Laurie, said James. By the end of the afternoon, James had to admit that Jenny had been right. Hugo, as annoying as he was, was less annoying being part of the gang. Less annoying at school, however, didn't equate to the outside world. When school finished, all three of them dodged the rubbish all the way down to the end of Balfour Road. Then Jenny turned towards her house, and the two boys avoided the park and took Preston Drove down past Preston Manor. When they got level with the tennis courts, James nudged the taller boy. Look, he said, nodding slightly ahead where two pigeons were sitting on the roof of a parked car. What? Hugo said. The birds, James said quietly. On the car. Be careful. The boys were nearly at the car. What birds? Oh, those ones. You think they're dangerous? Quiet. Whisper, please, James whispered. Not dangerous to us but if they're spies, they might follow us and report it. Report it? Why? Hugo whispered loudly. They were level with the car, and the pigeons had not moved. Their heads bobbed up and down, just like normal pigeons. Why would they care that we're going to the museum? Hugo! James said. The pigeons took off. I told you to be careful. They might be working for Grouth. Oh! Hugo whispered, quietly this time but I think they only flew off because you shouted my name. James shook his head and they kept on going down the road. He hoped Hugo was right, but there was something about those pigeons that was strangely suspicious.